That's a lick I've been working on. I could play that lick. I'm working on the lead vocals while I'm playing. It's hard. I'm gonna keep on playing it though till I get that thing. Yes. Nailing my hands for my creator. You gave me life, now show me how to live. Uh, you can ponder that on your own. Welcome to Real Talk Recognizes Real Talk. I'm feeling pretty good this morning. Uh, in spite of the fact that I need to go to um, Care Now, formerly Better Med, um, to get checked out for a urinary tract infection, um, I do, as an older gentleman, uh, stuff I have to deal with um, the growing and enlarging of the prostate gland, which causes uh, frequent urination because the prostate sort of like restricts the urethra. Uh, and so you don't have a lot of um, complete bladder emptying uh, because of that constriction when you do use the bathroom. Uh, so when you want to go, oftentimes you have to go immediately. Uh, we make light of that, but that is a condition. That is a male condition that is pretty uh, ordinary, benign um, prostate hyperplasia, BPH. And, you know, people often associate that with prostate cancer, which it is not. Um, so, this little bit of information for you. Uh, today, I'm thinking um, I might have to cancel a client. And, as usual, you're with me on the way to a client. Uh, I may have to cancel uh, my next client because I'm going to try to go in between <laughs> clients this morning to that uh, doctor's appointment. Um, probably have to get back on meds again, uh, Flomax, and if you're dealing with stuff like this, brother, um, you probably already know what the side effects are to that medication. Um, yeah, interesting. Um, brothers have things that we need to talk about and deal with also. Uh-oh. Show me how to live. Yeah. I forgot it was still playing. My bad. Um, yeah, so... The song is called Show Me How to Live by Audio Slave. Real talk recognizes real talk. So, I have a topic this morning for my ride that um, I think meshes well with the whole concept of community working together Overcoming in the struggle. The topic stems from the concept or the saying or the African saying uh, that it takes a village to raise a child. We get that. We understand that. It takes a village to raise a person, essentially. But my thinking this morning is what happens when that village is splintered. What happens when that village cannot come together to take care of itself? It takes a village. So just looking at the African American, black, Negro, colored folks 
descendant of slaves and Native Americans, folks. I'm putting pins and pauses in things intentionally. So you get an opportunity to let some things sink in. Yeah, so what happens when this particular group of people have struggled to even establish a village, a community? They have a culture. They have somewhat of a village or villages. In my opinion, in my observation, I am an elder. By any stretch of the imagination, at 66 years old, going to be 67 in May, black man, fairly conscious, I am an elder. Which only means that, not only, but which means I have lived through some decades. The end of the 50s, all of the 60s, all of the 70s, all of the 80s, all of the 90s. So I've seen some things. I've seen how some things have developed. I've had some chances to look back and see how those developing things have affected me up until this point in time. Considering my own personal history, history within the village. It is my observation that we don't have the solid, solid village, right? We have communities and we have different villages within here it said often that the black community is not a monolith. As soon as I thought just now to like, what am I going to label us? The term black, I was going to, I came in my head, okay, this is what I'm going to say, I'm going to call it that. But we know that there's even schisms. We don't have community around what we even call ourselves. Yes. We remember when we were colored and Negro. We remember when the concept of black and black power came about. It was not automatically received by the village. There were many in the village who were saying, oh no, I am not going to call myself black. Uh-uh. Right? And it's still happening to this day. Because that term black, a color, right? This is some of the rationale behind it. It's just a color, it doesn't denote a nation or a people other than us. The blacks, black people. You don't hear yellow people, red people, you know. No, we black people and the term black we could use against each other. If we put black on the beginning, on the head of a curse or calling somebody out or talking mean about somebody oh you black we just made whatever we get ready to say next that much worse oh you black so-and-so mm. interesting so let's flesh out this uh it takes a village because if it takes a village 
How do we create the village? When we are splintered into various villages. What are the various villages? The various villages that I can see are the villages within this black African American descendants, descendant of slaves and Native American community. I see the splintering of the village in you are Muslim. You are Christian. You are Baptist. You are Church of God Christ. You are Alpha. You are five percent. You have college degree. You work in the factory. You live in the hood. I live in the county, high on the hill. It takes a village. Don't. So how do we create village? It's my opinion that we must create opportunities of intersection, intersectionality. That's like a phrase now going around. Community. Intersectionality. Intersecting. How can we like intentionally create an intersection? the various segments of our community, our village. I was talking recently with my wife about the links. She would like to be a links. The links do nice things. They don't seem to be doing it for show and accolades and look at me. And they're known for like, okay, these women have money. Uh, you know, you got to have money to be down with them. Um, but there's application process, and you know, you can be down. That's intersection. And what the links do, they go out into the community. They'll go to a boys and girls boys and girls club. They come to um, one of my locations, uh, Fairfield Court. I was working with the kids, Fairfield Tigers, and um, I mean, they really see that they were interacting with the kids for the kids there was uh, someone taking some pictures there but they weren't really on them <laughs> you know like, um, yeah it was a very good experience so organizations like that that are going out they are creating their own intersections in areas where they feel led to help where they want to help but I dare say, are they creating deeper intersections on a vertical level or a horizontal level? Here's what I mean. When your organization goes out to help, they're invariably going out to help those that have a need. Health, 
education, impoverished, right? On that horizontal, that's horizontal. They are here at a top position where they can help, and now they are going down. And they're um, going down that horizontal ladder to help. They, in my opinion, should create some cross-sectionality going vertically on the scale to um, intersect with like-minded organizations like unto themselves. Um, you hear me accelerating again. Um, I need to get where I'm going. Um, they are... They're not doing that in a broader sense. In a broader sense where they can connect with other organizations that are doing horizontal work but do more vertical work and do bigger things. It's said that, you know, we don't really have community unless, you know, it's not your community unless you and your community are supplying the energy. Unless you and your community have control of the hospitals. Unless you and your community have control of insurance, of busing, of protection, defense. That's a community. Otherwise, you are just living in a certain section of a town that has a certain racial makeup. racial makeup the racial makeup is mostly black oh that's a black community this is our community but most of that black community is paying rent to folks outside of the community I mean you might own the house but who owns the note on that house unless it's paid off So yeah, real talk recognizes real talk. How can we uh, create a community if we really don't even have our own stuff? Let me show you how a little deeper in this goes. You um, want to do something. You want to establish linkages and, and connections within the community with, with us. Yes. Yes. And you want to do this after you finish work. You want to do this after you finish cooking. You want to do this after you finish getting the kids ready and helping them with their homework. You want to do this after you finish washing yourself, feeding yourself, and sitting down after eight hours on a job or running your business. Is there time to now get on a Zoom call with all the people you're trying to pull together in the village to... Uh, Make an agenda for the next meeting. To plan the next strategy that needs to be done in creating something community heavy. In creating something that is only the community. I'm tired. It's been a long day. You 
may have some weekend time to do this and maybe once or twice a week you have some extra energy so why is this that is because of our system our system is that of capitalistic society very materialistic you are considered of worth and value if you have value if you have worth materially or you can create material for someone else because that's equated with security that's equated with oh I get to feed myself oh I get to keep that roof over my head because the system says I must pay for these things So, being in a system, a matrix like this, you are pretty much forced to operate under certain parameters. You must do certain things at certain times in order to gain money, to secure yourself on this planet. You have a family. Not even just about you. It's maintaining security for you and your family on this planet. Mankind, humans have learned that um, they can do a better job of that if they work together. It's just that um, leaders. Emerge when humans get together to endeavor to create something good for themselves. Leaders often, and history just bears this out, become despots and they become uh, mm, despots. I think it's probably the best word. They become despots and um, people suffer. Unless there are some Mahatian type of structure in place, some humanistic philosophy in place, and cultures have had this in the past, because we see the evidence of that in history, in its historical record. Um, unless that is being done for an entire village, the entire village has this Mahatian sub morality that's happening then the society can thrive and there isn't that um, despotism of the leader the king the ruler the ruler of the system ruler, the head of the system is invariably the one who is benefiting the most from the system. So, let's look at the architect of the system. <clears throat> the system. So, that's the word for today. It takes a village. What's up if the village is not a village? If there is no village... There is no village. Well, the village uh, 
effective. The village needs an upgrade. The village is marred. The village is maladaptive. We're taking on maladaptive behaviors. The village. riding with me. I'm, um, I'm pondering this thing. Um, this is coming in real time. This is um, you sitting and riding with me. So yeah, if you um, clicked on this, let's see if I even published it. Uh, I have a lot that haven't even published. If you clicked on it because you saw this was a 20-something minute ride with me, still riding? Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, we want things to be better. We see how things can be better. And at the same time, we're grateful for where we're at right now. One of my morning affirmations is Hotel Happy Rising Gratitude List. I'm thankful for the awareness that what I focus on is the list. I'm thankful for I'm thankful for the awareness that what I focus on, give my attention to, align with, resonate with, manifests itself in my 3D reality. I'm thankful for that. That's one of the morning affirmations is gratitude. It's a good day. It's sunny. Will have a number associated with their name 
on that list. So yeah, there's that village. So our village has been splintered from the beginning. Um, I think you already know that slaves were separated from each other. Slaves were brought over, they were bred here, and you were a slave, you were born into slavery, and you died a slave. There wasn't no indentured servant, nothing. You did not get the opportunity. You was a slave to buy yourself out of it. Eventually, down the line, some people did. Most did not. So, with that happening to a whole lot of people, don't let them read. If they're found reading, kill them. If you teach them to read, you are going to jail or being killed too. Because we don't want them to know anything. We don't want them to know about their history. We don't want them to know about their culture. We don't want them to know that we were stealing them. Let's let them believe now this is where you are. Y'all born as slaves. Uh-huh. The moment you came out your mother's womb, y'all slaves. Boom. Ain't nothing else. There's nothing else. You don't come from nowhere else. You just slaves all the time. Get over it, huh? What is it to get over? This thing is still going on. Don't act like it ain't, baby. Don't close your eyes, sweet love. Please don't do that. We've been at war for some years, hundreds of years, if not thousands. Depending how deep you want to look into history. How much time you even have to do that? Good loving, good loving, good one. Family. Village. Some say we need to leave here. Everybody, go back to Africa. But what did you just hear me say? Some of us were here already. There were black people on this continent already. Some of us ain't leaving. Some of us know we have Native Americans. Heritage. Mm-hmm. 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 Some of us already do. Look at that. My client late too. <laughs> um. So, yeah, man. Let's get this. Let's do this thing. You know what I mean? Um. Let's get a better understanding. What is going on? We got a couple of minutes. Make this a full 30 minute podcast. If you've been riding with me, thank you. Go ahead and breathe a little bit. Um, I hope I gave you some food for thought on the whole concept of um, it takes a village. <laughs> like we got a village, it takes a village. A village that's splintered has accomplished some things. Some voter rights and some um, civil rights and some marching and some getting some police arrested for brutality and murder and working together with other groups to 
affect things like minimum wage and housing. We're trying to do better, ain't we? Working together best we can day by day. We put ourselves in office positions and positions of power to help us. Some of us help pretty good and some of us don't. Ooh-wee. Some of us don't. So, what I suggest you do is study. Read more about history. There's black people in um, Egypt. It's called ancient Kemet. They're all over the walls. They don't want you to see that. They say, come out of Egypt. Don't even look. I think you better look. I think you better look deep. There's a whole science on it. The only science there is is of a culture. It's called Egyptology. It's a rainy day. Tuesday, January 31st, 2023. Real talk. Recognize this real talk. Pulling up on Chesterfield Town Center, Macy's. Meeting for a walk around the mall session. The real Miss Johnson. <laughs> yeah, some people know what I'm talking about. How y'all doing? Yeah, I hope you can hear me well. From my hands. This is one of my favorite songs to play and sing. Um, I have some words today. Tears on the river, tears on the ship, it don't mean much. Alright, I'll be getting back to you in a second. This is just the intro. Whisper on the screen, doesn't change a thing. Ooh, them chords is so pretty. Listen, we want to talk about legacy and um, what is legacy, right? Legacy, the stuff that's left, right? Um, legs to see. I want to break that down to you. Uh, some folks, folks can't see their legs, so that means they can't see their foundation. Legacy is like the legs that you stand on, legs to see. Right, we will be getting back to you on that in a little bit. Um, because right now I'm getting ready to train those that are listening that may not know me I am simply a mobile trainer and uh, I take you with me occasionally on my sessions and today we are ready Ooh, it's not too bad raining out here to go into Mason's and we will be back with you in a second to talk about legacy. To the next thing, um, I'm back to talk about legs to see, legacy. Mm. 
Legacy. Legacy. So, um, I've left a legacy in something called the Sports Backers Fitness Warriors. I've, um, helped to author, orchestrate, implement a community health initiative that trains ordinary people to be group exercise instructors to lead group exercise classes in the community for free and train in such a way that they are able to train across fitness levels. They're trained to do that specifically. So I've left a legacy of the training that goes into that, the rewards for the recruits and eventually fitness warriors that go through the training regime. Um, I've left a legacy of the number of classes since 2014 to now, 2023. 10 classes with an 11th now in process that the captains from previous classes will lead legacy. I'm no longer really required. I will step back in from time to time because um, I get to see my legacy in action. And that's a wonderful thing. Yes, it is. Uh, if you're traveling with me, I'm a mobile fitness trainer. I've been doing it for well over 30 years. I have to say it's 30 years, okay? Um, I'm old uh, in chronological age, but in biological age, I'm pretty young. I'm still pretty fit. Uh, but this is not about me, really. This is about what legacy means. Legacy, legs. How many legs do you have? Two, two legs. Yes, so it is my contention that to establish a true legacy, a honorable legacy, a good quality legacy, one must have some ingredients. The two legs, the two legs that I think that I've instilled into the Fitness Warrior program happen to be, in my opinion, professionalism and integrity. Boom. Legs. See, without your legs, you cannot stand on anything. Without your legs, you can't even move. Strong legs will keep you up after you've been hit in the head. There's been cases where people are knocked out, but they're still standing because their legs keeping them up. Two legs. There are those who look down. The act of looking down is like looking at where you are, where you're standing. What's my foundation? Or looking back where I come from. The looking down. And some people can't see their feet for whatever reason. So they don't see their legacy. They don't see the shoulders upon which they stand. We can go very deep with this, can't we? So, but the two legs, I'm saying that I believe I have instilled... I believe, I know, uh, that I've instilled into the Fitness Warrior program are 
integrity and professionalism. Either one. You can start off with the left foot or the right foot. Either one. Right? Both are important. Both are needed. Professionalism in the way of the information that we give as fitness professionals. The information that we um, give to the general public to keep them active in a safe and effective way. Professionally. Right? Not seeking our own, trying to make some money off these people. And lording it over them with my crazy ego. None of that. We professional. And we care about what we're doing and for you and all of that. Integrity comes right in there with the professionalism though. Because the integrity covers maintaining boundaries and seeing to it that professionalism continues. That's integrity. Everybody see that fitness warriors is mostly women. I am the head guy. They are beautiful women. I do complete talks on setting boundaries as trainers and what will happen when your participants talk to you after a class. Revealing really intimate information and sometimes approaching you beyond professional boundaries. How you need to maintain your professional boundaries. And I simplified the ability to do that. Yes. So there is that. That is possible to maintain. Okay? Legs to stand on. Legacy. So we're going to breathe right now. For one whole minute. In the military, we are taught that if you start slowing down your breath out in the field, you're trying to get to sleep quickly, you're inhaling, but on the exhale, start practicing a controlled release and pay attention to the seconds that it takes to release the air. Slowing it down to eight seconds. And then four seconds. Breathe. You can control your breath like you can control your mind. And in turn, your body. Ashe.